five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey everybody, welcome to Holy Half Hour. It's me, Kieran. I'm here as always with Michael. Hello, Michael. Hi, Kieran. It's your old friend, Michael. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. it's my old pal, Michael. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Every time you don't use your catchphrase, I'm just going to steal it. uh, Yeah, that's fine. I like hearing it, so someone's got to say it. That's how I feel. It's made to be shared. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> What's mine is yours. Um, totally, totally. We have a, a fantastic show as always, folks. Holy Half Hour is your one-stop shop for crazy games, uh, fun, off-the-wall discussions, Bible facts, hymns, top threes, and unlikely worship songs, and some other stuff too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that a fair summary? Yeah, we're, we're, we're squeezing so much into the show these days, even we can't remember what goes into it. So uh, Exactly, exactly. So we are glad to have you with us, listeners. Shall we, shall we get into the show? Let's do that. All right, here we go. Okay, Kieran, this week's quiz is uh, called Thesaurus Worship. (laughs) I wondered what would happen if I took every word in the name of a worship song and put it into the thesaurus and then chose at random another word to replace it and uh right so that's what i did kieran <laughs> awesome that sounds good that sounds a bit like a sort of m- manual google translate or something yeah exactly i tried to do the google translate uh quiz in season one and it just gave me the exact same thing every time and it was it was too good at translating so yeah i, right. I have literally done a literal uh manual google translate and um, your job, as I'm sure you can probably guess, Kieran, is to to tell me what what the original song title is. Um, there are five okay. questions in this one. I thought six. I thought the Ministry of Six Questions on this quiz might be pushing my luck. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Are you ready to do thesaurus worship quiz? I'm ready. Okay, here's number one. Inside Savior Solo. Inside Savior Solo. Yep. Hmm. Inside Savior Solo. What could this song be? Uh, if you're listening is it from the ins- sorry. Uh, Go on. If you're listening at home and playing along, then I took each word individually and then translated it. I didn't kind of translate the general feeling of the song title. I just did uh-huh. word by word. Okay, so it's a three-word title then. Is, In are this you case, saying yes? Uh, not always, oh, okay. but usually it's the same number right. of words. And in right. this case, it is the say is a three-word title. Right, right. Uh, Inside Savior Solo. Uh, is it Jesus Only Jesus? No, it's not Jesus Only Jesus. So is I'm it give only you, one God? I'm going to give you a. Uh, it's not only one God. I'll give you one more, one more guess. I'll, I'll say what I'll give you three guesses per question, Kieran. 
So you got one okay, more well, guess. that's kind. One more guess. That's kind. Inside Savior Solo. So, uh, Savior, words for Savior, and Solo. What what could, what, what's, a, what's another word for Solo, Karen? Think about in Christ alone. Hey. <laughs> now I get it. Solo is the key. Yes, inside in <laughs> Savior Christ, Solo alone. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, you get it now. You get it now. So now you found your groove. Number two is procedure producer. <laughs> it's like a robot worship song, yeah. you know, like penned by by robots. <laughs> so the Lord. an AI writes worship songs, isn't it? <laughs> we've we've reached the singularity. Procedure producer. <laughs> well, what do you think, procedure producer? Procedure producer. Uh, I don't know what procedure would be. Producer mm. is maybe like maker or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something maker that pr- procedure would would work with. Procedure. Something maker. Oh, way maker. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Way maker. Good job. Okay. Nice. Uh, you're doing well. Here's number three. Fabricate its vivacity. <laughs> <laughs> made alive. That's got to be made alive. Fabricate made its vivacity, yeah. But it is this one is a three so this one's a three word song, Kieran. So it's not made alive. Ah. Okay. It's a difficult I'm not though, confident so that there many, is... so many Christian songs have basically the same words in different combinations. <laughs> so it's mm, quite difficult. Mm. Um uh... What else could fabricate be? Make is right, but it's not made in this instance. Uh, fabricate. I don't know. Brought to life. I'm trying to think of a synonym for fabricate and then working that into their title and it's three words. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not made alive. Uh, create. Uh, no, that doesn't really work. Can't no. think of a, no. Fabricating. What, what kind of things do you fabricate? You could fabricate a house. Uh yeah, what, I mean, what else do you do to a house? What else do you do to a house? Build? Mm. Oh, build my life! <laughs> you gave me a lot of help there, <laughs> but but we got there. What we're friends for? It yeah. was build my life. Good job. Okay, this is uh this is a this one is not the right number of words, but I think you might okay. get it. Unbolt the view away from our ticker. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> Unbolt the view away from our yes. ticker. <laughs> Unbo- un- <laughs> oh, that's well, a wonderful sentence. Un- Unbolt the view away from our ticker. Now, I expect you to write this song for me next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already, yeah, I'm already formulating a plan. Yeah. Unbolt the view away from our ticker. Mm-hmm. I mean, ticker, um, I'm assuming ticker is heart because uh-huh. I can't think of what else it would be. Yeah, it makes sense. There aren't many worship songs involving clocks. 
No, not too many. Uh, lots of references to time, probably, but not clocks. Oh, well, let's let's uh, let's pursue the the the, the heart yeah. potential and see yeah, what yeah. else we've got. View, I think, unbolt and view. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, it's yeah, it's open the eyes of my heart, isn't it? <laughs> but what a beautiful and poetic way of saying it. I mean, I I think that's better than the original, personally. Well, I didn't want to say unbolt it, but... the view away from my taker. <laughs> Unbought the view from... It just, it ro- rolls off the tongue. <laughs> now you can see why I'm so good at doing the, the wrong lines to hymns in my hmm segment, Kieran. <laughs> uh, Let's get that uh, one. Nice. Well, uh, this is the last one, and you've got them all right so far, so you've already won, but let's do this one for fun. And it is Ruler Regime Within One. <laughs> <laughs> Again, what a great line. Ruler regime within one. I mean, that sounds very sort of, um, very political, very politically charged mm, when you say well, it like that. That's absolutely. interesting. Uh, I think that's Lord Rain in me. Well, let's take a look. <laughs> well done. Ruler regime within one. Regime in your power. <laughs> regime in your power. Oh man! Uh, so yeah, well, Kieran, that's uh, that's that's worship thesaurus for you, so or thesaurus worship. So I uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. I love it. I think that's I think that's got legs. That segment, Michael. I could uh, do that every week. Well, I don't know if the listeners it. could, but I could. I think if we do any more recurring segments, Kieran, we might have to make this a holy hour rather than a holy hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Well, Michael, for this week's unlikely worship song, this is actually like bears some resemblance to a worship song for a change. So I'm quite excited about this. So we're getting back to our roots here. It's been what six months or something, but we're finally (laughs) doing (laughs) something that, in some way, fits with the brief for this segment of the show. (laughs) And what is the brief for the segment? Oh, good question, Michael. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Unlikely Worship Songs is, is the segment where we uh, I come up with a song each week, listeners, and it, uh, the, the theme is broadly the kind of song you probably wouldn't hear sung in church. <laughs> it's, it's, it's vaguely about faith and God and Christian stuff, but it's, uh, you know, perhaps a little bit too, uh, I don't know, tongue-in-cheek mm. to make mm. it into a Sunday service. Or it explores <laughs> the kind of questions and topics that, while they're not vulgar or anything, don't worry. Uh, they are perhaps, you know, a little bit. Because I know you were all worried about that, I listeners. Was, I was wringing my uh, hands as you were saying that. <laughs> They're perhaps a little bit more, uh, you know, tongue-in-cheek, like I say. So that's the, that's the deal. So this week, Michael, I've got something for you. Uh, well, it's, a, it's about a, a common... A common problem that I think many mm. listeners will be familiar with if you, you know, attend a church and, and, and sing as part of a service, especially if you've been a member of a band. Mm. Um, and I want to say now, up front, disclaimer, this is not, uh, th- this, this song is not, <laughs> any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. <laughs> this is not, I did not make this to have a go at someone I know. Yeah, it's just yeah. to, just to identify a general, you know, uh, <laughs> a, a thing that I think probably happens every so often in churches that I think 
you listeners might be able to identify with. So when you're ready, Michael, uh, have a listen and see what you think. All right, let's take a listen. Church has begun and the choir are singing Standing together a glorious sight All of their voices interweaving But there is something <laughs> not quite right Uh-oh. There's a really bad harmony There's a really bad harmony Is it S or A or T or B? All I know is someone's off the team (laughs) Nice So there you Um, go very good bravo i enjoyed that and and it was the pain was too real also (laughs) (laughs) i think we've all been there you know whether it's uh you know it probably maybe happens less often in the in the actual worship team hopefully but you know sometimes you're you know you can hear someone a couple of rows away and you think you know god bless them they really they love the lord but maybe you know maybe singing's not their strong suit and that's okay it's you know? okay it's totally okay we're all we're all welcome in 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 church you know yeah in your there's father's no, house there's, no... there's a place for you <laughs> exactly uh there in my father's house has many rooms and uh they're soundproofed <laughs> Thank thankfully <the> <laughs> Okay, Kieran, it's time for this week's hmm. And uh, actually, this week's hmm is last week's hmm. Because I was editing last week's podcast and I realized I hadn't done a hmm, even though I had prepared a hmm. Oh. Um, I don't know why. It just must have slipped my mind in all the fun we were having last week. Yeah, we must have, we must have missed that. Okay. Yeah, so this week's hmm is written by John Daniels. Because last week I scoured the Anglican hymnary old and new to find anyone who had Daniel in their name. Because last week you were doing Daniel <laughs> as the uh, as the Bible fact. Um, yeah. So this is hymn number 45, which was written in 1979. Now listeners, if this is your first episode of Holy Half Hour, what I do is I take a hymn from the hymnal. I'm going to read the first three lines and then I'm going to give Kieran three options for the correct fourth line. He has to guess. The actual one. The other two I made up. Um, But this week I decided it would not be appropriate to put them through the thesaurus. Um, I've just tried (laughs) to make them actually convincing. Um, So, like I say, John Daniels, and it goes like this. As we are gathered, Jesus is here. One with each other, Jesus is here. Joined by the Spirit, washed in the blood. Dot, dot, dot. Lord, may your glory come like the flood. Part of the body, the church of God. Or the amazing price by which we are bought. So none of these are full rhymes, which is the truth. No, 
No. So, one more time. As we are gathered, Jesus is here. One with each other, Jesus is here. Joined by the Spirit, washed in the blood. Lord, may your glory come like the flood. Part of the body, the church of God. The amazing price by which we are bought. Mm. I'm drawn to the first one because I feel like it fits with the theme of the rest of the verse very well. Mm. So, uh, if again, once again, Michael... It's always hard to tell whether it's you or the original author because you are good at these. So kudos <laughs> to you if you wrote that line. But I think it's number one. All right. So you're going with a Lord, may your glory come like the flood. Yeah. So let's take a look. <coughs> oh, oh, cheeky, cheeky. I got you. <laughs> it is, in fact, oh, man. part of the body, the church of God. This is mm, the correct okay. fourth line to that hymn. Yours is bare. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I'm going to tip X out the original in my hymn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I'll be the one with the dodgy harmony in church. <laughs> <laughs> the top, 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 top three, three, three. Okay, Kieran, this week's top three is uh, Hosea-based because this week's Bible fact is about Hosea. Um, mm-hmm. If I said Hosea to you, you would probably think a bunch of stuff about the Bible. But what if I said Hosea songs to you, Kieran? What songs would come to mind? Hosea songs? Okay. Mm. Uh, well, uh, Brooke Fraser has a good song Doesn't called she Hosea's though? Wife. Doesn't she? Yeah, though? yeah. That's a good song. And it's uh, funny because there are some rhyming words in the song Hosea's Wife by Brooke Fraser mm. or Brooke Liggertwood as she is now. Um, and the song goes, we are Hosea's wife. We are squandering this life. And then something, 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 knives. Um, which doesn't quite rhyme. <laughs> I, don't know the, I don't know the lyrics either. <laughs> I could have written it down, but I'm too lazy. Um, <laughs> so your, your top three words are stolen from Brooke Fraser Liggertwood's uh, song. Ah. And they are wife, life, and knives this week. Um, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, while Kieran ponders these three words, I'm going to tell you what we're doing. I have searched the new international version of the Bible for these three words, wife, life, and knives. And I know how many times they appear. And Kieran doesn't. But he is going to try to guess the order they go in from most mentions to least mentions. So, Kieran, wife, life, knives. What are you thinking? I think uh, I think knives hopefully knives is the least common I'd like to think <laughs> <laughs> that knives pop pop up a lot less in the Bible than wives or life yeah. as a concept I think the, uh, I think the, the least uh, the least common word this week is probably a bit of a softball for sure <laughs> yeah yeah uh so but it's between wife and life and i'm not really sure which is going to come out on top because mm. there's an awful lot of marriages in the bible yeah uh Truth. you know but then the bible is big on life it's as well one. tricky one yeah so i'm gonna say life wife knife from most to least life wife knives come on now oh Stop, knives yeah sorry the okay. song that brooke 
Fraser Liggerwood slaved over gear. <laughs> so you're going life most, then wife, then knives. Let's take yep. a look at what the sound effects department says. Hey. You nice. correctly, sir. Yes, life appears 538 times in the new international version. Wife, 317. And knives... Mm. Just four times, Kieran. <laughs> four times. Yeah. Okay, what a relief. Phew. Well, well done, Kieran. Uh, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since you got one. So uh, how does it feel? Yeah. Well, it's a great relief, I can tell you. It's uh, it's good to be back. I had a run of getting them consistently right, mostly, I think, yeah, for quite a yeah. long time. So it's only recently I've lost my mojo. So uh, hopefully this is the start of another, uh, you know, season of wins for me. But we'll see. <laughs> Oh, we'll see. I'll get you. You're not going to make it super hard. I will not have you regaining your mojo. <laughs> it's going to be the top 15 next week. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, Just all, to get they'll only be a single mention between all of them. <laughs> Bible facts. Coming out yeah, with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Coming out yeah with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Okay, Kieran, this week's Bible fact is about the book of Hosea. We are finally, I know you've been waiting, I know you've been waiting with bated breath for us oh, to yes. be in the lesser prophets. And uh, here we are, the lesser prophets with a bang, Hosea, the first book of the lesser prophets. Um, but a pretty well-known book, I'd say, for, for that, when you're, you're getting into the back end of the, of the Old Testament, you start to get to the bits mm. where people, they kind of, they kind of, uh, forget to read these parts of the Bible, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can happen, yes. Yeah. But I feel like Hosea is a fairly well-known book. Hosea is a collection of 25 years worth of preaching and writing by Hosea. It's almost all poetry. Um, and it's kind of well known, you know, we, we, we mentioned Brooke Liggertwood's song, Hosea's Wife, which, you know, the first three chapters talk about Hosea's marriage to, to Gomer, his, his wife that is unfaithful and goes off and leaves him, even though they have three kids together, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, he has to go back, find her, pay off her debts, forgive her, take her back, be loving to her. And it's all about you know, this analogy of Israel's unfaithfulness to God, the fact that they constantly worship other gods and, and do other things. And the book develops and talks about the causes and effects of Israel's unfaithfulness. And then chapter 11 is this awesome hope-filled chapter. And then the next couple of chapters are more warnings. And then chapter 14, the last chapter again, is a, is a chapter of hope. And um, I just think... Hosea is an extremely clear, vivid, and easy to understand prophecy of Jesus being the future messianic king. Christianese for the person who would come to earth to restore Israel to relationship with God, and through restoring Israel, restore all people, give us all a mm. chance to have a relationship with God. And, um, I was trying to think of an interesting fact about Hosea, 
but really I just felt drawn to make a couple of parallels with some New Testament stuff because it kind of it kind of wove together really nicely with stuff that God was telling me in my quiet times this week. Um, so I wanted to read to you chapter 11 uh, and bring out some parallels uh, in Hosea. And in doing so, I'm also going to answer a question you had last week, Kieran, which is how much of the Bible can you read out on a podcast? And the <laughs> answer is 500 verses. So, Oh, wow. Nice. So you're, you're, we should be fine. That's a very specific answer. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. You can write or cite or record or do anything in for 500 verses without in for in without copyright problems. Mm. Anywho, that's that's not that's not to do with what we're doing right now. So, this is Hosea chapter 11. It says this. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the Baals, and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arm. But they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness and with ties of love. To them I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. Will they not return to Egypt? And will not Assyria rule over them because they refuse to repent? A sword will flash in their cities. It will devour their false prophets and put an end to their plans. My people are determined to turn from me. Even though they call me God most high, I will by no means exalt them. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zeboim? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I devastate Ephraim again. For I am God and not a man, the Holy One among you. I will not come against their cities. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They will come from Egypt, trembling like sparrows, from Assyria, fluttering like doves. I will settle them in their homes, declares the Lord. So, we have got... A chapter of Hosea, which is about God being a loving father and about God's child leaving and disrespecting the loving mm. father. And then about that child returning to the loving father and the loving father wanting to rebuke them, but actually just accepting them back and uh, loving them and forgiving them. And I just wondered, Kieran, if you could think of uh, anywhere in the New Testament <laughs> that this seems to parallel or that the New <laughs> Testament parallels this, I suppose. I know exactly what you mean, Michael. <laughs> the good Samaritan. I mean, the prodigal son. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Luke 15, the prodigal son. You know, a well-known story in the New Testament. If you don't know it, I won't read it all out to you listeners because you've got other things to do. But go <laughs> check out Luke 15, 11 to 32. Um, there's so many parallels and direct prophecies of Jesus in Hosea. And um, mm. it just made me think of Luke 12 as well, which I'm also going to read. So I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> because this is something that God was really speaking to me uh, about this week. 
and Luke twelve thirty five to 40 is about being ready for service. Um, I'm sure many of you will be familiar. It says, be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them reclining at the table and will come and wait on them. And this is just an incredible picture of Jesus in the same way that Hosea is an incredible prophecy and picture of God's love, which is expressed through Jesus. We are the unfaithful wife like Israel. We are human. We have made mistakes. We have erred for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And yet God prophesied from many thousands of years ago that he would send Jesus to live a perfect life and to die for us, to redeem, to bring us back into a relationship with God. And the parallels with Jesus are really incredible. And I read out Luke 12 because it's amazing, but also because it. I want you to think about something, listeners and Kieran. Luke 12 says that we should be dressed and ready for service like servants waiting for our master to return. But that when our master, and we are the servants, does return, he will make himself lower than us. He will put on servants' mm. clothes and, and serve us and watch us recline at the table. I was thinking about this uh, scripture as I was thinking about some of the things I've done to serve God uh, in my job at the, the church I work for at the moment. And I was thinking, what's the worst thing I've had to do? <laughs> and I want <laughs> you to think, Kieran, and I want you listeners to think, what have you done to serve God that was the hardest thing or, or the thing you got the least praise for? A couple of Christmases ago, it was the day to decorate the church for Christmas. Now, Kieran, you know I love Christmas. And, you sure um, do. I was so excited to put up all the big trees, the lights, everything else. And on that day, the sump pump, the pump which pumps all wastewater out from underneath the church in the crypt, which is below the water line, failed. And into the courtyard backed up much sewage. And it right. was disgusting. And my colleague, Michael, and I spent four hours up to our waists <laughs> in human waste Oof. trying to unblock the pipes so that all of our Christmas events that were planned uh, could go ahead mm. we missed out on our uh, on our Christmas decorating activities which I was really sad about and did probably one of the least enjoyable things we could have done instead and this mm. uh, verse in Luke 12. What it says is, after I spent four hours up to my waist in human waste, uh, serving the church, what Jesus would have done is washed me. He would have made himself lower than the person who was, you know, dealing with literal poo. And mm. he would have served me. He would have washed me clean. He would have made himself lower than me. And that's an incredible thing. That's an incredible truth that Jesus made himself lower than us. Imagine yourself at your worst. Imagine yourself 
at your most unclean. And Jesus made himself lower than that by becoming sin and death and overcoming sin and death because he was perfect. And I think, just think that's incredible. So my interesting fact about Hosea, to, to wrap up a very long Bible fact, which wasn't really a Bible fact, is it is a prophecy about Israel being unfaithful but being restored to a relationship with God. And it is a foretelling of Jesus restoring us all to have a relationship with God. And when we are at our worst and when we are at our lowest, Jesus died for us. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And uh, so imagine either, if you will, what you've done to serve God, which has been the hardest thing, and imagine that God is still there to do the harder thing and to serve you. Mm. Or imagine the worst position, the worst thing you've done, and know that, that God still will and can forgive you through what Jesus has done by making himself lower than us to be then exalted above all and to sit at the right hand of the Father. So yeah, that's my Bible fact. I'm not sure it's a Bible fact, Kieran, but I don't know if you've got any thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful thought, man. I really appreciate that. I don't think I want to add anything, to be honest. Um, appreciate you sharing that. And I, I'm, it's encouraging to hear the way that the Lord's brought together those different scriptures for you in this last week. Um, but also, yeah, so encouraged by that thought that um, Jesus made himself lower than us, uh, left his throne to become a servant uh, and to die for us that we might have life. And uh, yeah, just yeah. A, a beautiful thought. So thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. Well, folks, that's about all we've got time for. I just want to say thank you so much for listening, whether this is your first episode or your 45th episode, because this is episode 45, uh, which is unbelievable. Uh, we um, so appreciate you, and uh, thank you for, for joining us on this journey. Michael, thank you. Pleasure, Kieran. Thanks for hosting us so well this week, and uh, had a lot of fun, so thanks. Me too, and we will see you next week, folks. Goodbye. Bye for now.